Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Looking for Love in All the Wrong Dust Jackets, a show where three cool ladies talk to you about everything in romance, whether that's books, movies, TV shows, video games, even whatever we like. My name's Liz. I'm Danny. Wiggles. Today, we are talking about Muscles and Monsters by Ashley Bennett. But before we get into it, I got to just warn you, like we always do, we're crass, we're going to swear, we're going to talk about all the sexy times or things like that in these books. So if that's not your jam, now is a good time to skedaddle. Yeah, Bye-bye apparently now. we're too spicy for TikTok, so eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> all right then, Wigs, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> not good. I put effort into that shit. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Well, Besides um, getting rejected by TikTok, what else have you guys been up to? Like what you reading and watching and jiving to? So I finally finished the Stay a Spell series. I've finished Grimm and Barrett by Juliet Cross. It did not live up to the rest of the books. Oh, sad panda. Yeah, it was a two for me. I don't know if this is like a trauma response or something, but like I do not trust people who act like the main character of this one did. Those people who act like everything, they're like, they're so sweet and sunshiny. I'm like, liars. <laughs> if you don't, if you're not like a little bit grumpy, you're not to be trusted. I'm sweet and sunshiny. You're and also a little bit grumpy. grumpy. I am a, a bit dark and twisty. That's yes. true. It's required that you have to have a little bit of that. How are you walking around this world as fucked up as it is and you aren't a little bit grumpy? I don't believe you. I can't trust you. Uh, so... Yeah, I did not like that character at all. I know I'm like probably in the minority here. It was like a candy apple, but the apple was rotten on the inside. So there you go. Okay. Well, I dove right into the second book of this series of from the book that we're talking about today, oh. which is Tentacles and Triathlons. Yeah, I bet you like them tentacles. I did. It was a it's a gay romance and I really enjoyed it. It is the main character's brother's story. Oh, the one who's like anti-monster? Uh-huh. Interesting. And he's he dates a Kraken. It's it's I pretty bet, good. It's pretty I bet good. he'd be cracking, cracking that back. <laughs> Did you say cracking that dick? Back. Cracking that back. Oh, okay. Cracking thought- that dick sounds horrible. I know. That's what I heard. And I was like, what? We need to talk about what you're doing on your own time with people and dicks anyway moving on (laughs) (laughs) don't worry about it that what you got danny yes that's what i got all right per usual i got a few so i finally finished love late farms by bk borison it is a friends to lovers fake dating quote unquote holiday romance set on a christmas tree farm and it was fine so it's like a hallmark movie but a book I suppose so. Yeah. yeah. It was fine. I re- I picked it up because I thought, well, maybe it would be a good holiday book for us. And like it's set on a Christmas tree farm and they reference, I guess, Christmas things now and again, but it just didn't give me a holiday vibe. Oh. Mm. I was like, you could literally just change Christmas tree farm to like vineyard and it would be the same book. Oh, see, if you're, if you're going to base it on a Christmas tree tra- farm, like, you got to Christmas the fuck out of that. Like, right. I'm just saying. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you don't want to do a Christmas romance, that's fine. Do a winter romance. That's totally fine. But, like, don't 
make it sound like it's going to be a Christmas romance. And maybe other people would have gotten more out of it because they do some decorating. But again, it was never it just never had the right magic to me. Mm. So I, it was like a 3.5 is what I rated it. And then I also read The Gargoyles Captive by Katie Roberts, which is the third in her uh, Deal with a Demon series. The first one is the Dragon's Bride one that I think we both have read. Uh Did you find that those gargoyles were deceptive? No, there was no (laughs) deception here. God damn. Sad panda. We do love Deceived by the Gargoyles. (laughs) Was there tail action, though? I don't remember tail action. God damn it. God damn it. (laughs) So here's my problem with this book. I liked the characters. I liked the premise. I liked a lot of the story beats. But this book is a short novel. It's 192 pages, according to the Goodreads. Mm -hmm. I read it in an afternoon. Mm -hmm. So that's a fast 192 pages. It needed at least another 100 pages. Like, Mm. I've been noticing this a lot with some of these short novels we read where they're not creating stories and premises that fit a short novel. They take a story and a premise that should be 300, 350 pages and then just cut out all of the like, not filler, but the the, the pieces that build the tension and, and flesh out mm-hmm. the characters and all the stuff that makes me like get really like in it. So this is fine. Yeah, I'm not much of a short book gal. I will say referencing all the way back to a book I mentioned a long time ago, the Viking one. Uh, it's like the Viking's Bride or something. Something like that, yeah. Like that one was very short. It was like it was maybe half an inch thick. Mm-hmm. Like it was tiny. Mm. And it like used its space wisely. And I think that that's kind of the the thing to think about. It's like if you're going to write a book that is 150 pages, yeah. What do you, what is required to tell your story in 150 pages? Yeah. And make sure you're actually telling that information and not you know, wasting people's time. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, it was a good read if you want something that's quick and fun. Again, I liked the characters. I liked a lot of the choices she made in the book. I just felt, you know, cheated. Mm. And I have one more thing, which is not a book, but it's a TV show based on the book. And I watched the first season, which I believe is the only season that is out, of AMC's Interview with a Vampire. Oh, is it it good? good I really liked it. I watched it in like two fucking days. Okay. Oh, okay. Measuring it by the book, how did it feel? See, that's hard because I haven't read that book since I was in high school. And mm, high school me did not have time. the mental capacity to really understand what she was reading, I think. The bitches we were, the things we were reading, dangerous. Yeah. yeah. I read like the first four or five books in The Vampire Chronicles by Anne Rice when I was in high school. Not appropriate. Nay, nay. I'm rereading them for that reason because I'm like, did I actually like them or was I like trying to be edgy? <laughs> See, and like I didn't read those until later um, when I was in college. But what I did read at a very inappropriate time in my life was I read fucking it in middle school. In a probes. I in should probes. not have read in that book in middle school. I read a lot of Stephen King in middle school. I'm like, I look back at that now and go, um... Maybe shouldn't have done that. Remember that time where people were just happy for us to be reading? Yep. Regardless of what it was. Yeah. yeah. And now they're all like, man, books and whatever. And it's like, bro, I remember a time where they were like, what are you reading? Oh, you know, just like literally people being murdered. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I've been up to. Uh, 
I did want to ask, um, which do you like better, the movie or the TV show now? Oh, so the first season, a, a quick spoiler, if for some reason you don't know the plot of Interview with the Vampire at this point, the first season goes up until Louis and Claudia leave Lestat oh. and go to Europe. So it doesn't make it all the way through. No, 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 no. They really fleshed out a lot. And the thing is, is I can't remember what's from the book and like what is just stuff they added. I know they changed Louis' backstory, which I think makes sense. And it gave him a lot of motivation. So as of right now, I think I like the show better. But I think that's probably just because it's new and exciting. Sure. And takes more time with the characters than the movie does. You guys are going to kill me. I've never seen the movie. Well, you've read the book, so you're fine. I, mean, I have read the book. It's yeah. fine. It is It is like not having watched The Craft. You know, you're like missing out on a cultural moment. I've also not seen The Craft. You've never watched The Craft? No. I had to do that with Pappy like last Halloween or maybe even we gotta the Halloween watch before. The craft. It was, yeah. The Craft is so good. It Okay, let me rephrase that. It's it's pop culture or, or like that kind of good, you know? Mm, fair enough. It's like, very like... If you know it, it's like iconic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's another one of those where all the girlies wanted the aesthetic. Fair enough. That wasn't the language that was being used at the time, but yeah. that was definitely like, yeah. And it's another one that like, it seems very, it's no, it doesn't seem that way. It gets diminished as being girl rage, right? Yeah. And it is, it like talks about topics in such a very female oriented lens especially for the 90s mm-hmm. and yeah you just you gotta watch it hmm. okay all right i got fun Duly facts noted. about that movie too for days <laughs> i'm sure Maybe you we'll do but that's not year. what we're here for no that is not <laughs> what we're here for gotta get on track y'all all right let's talk about gym bros and lady hoes or monsters and muscles muscles, muscles and, monsters. and monsters one of them three pick your flavor So why don't we, I'll do a rundown on the book. So basically, Muscles and Monsters is a um, romance novel set in a smallish town. And basically, the world has now integrated so that monsters, they always kind of knew monsters existed, but um, they integrated them into normal lives. They, They are part of the community, part of the government and everything. And so the main characters are Tegan, who owns a bakery. and Atlas, who owns the Leviathan Gym, and he is a werven, werven, a wolven, wolven, wolven. So he's basically a werewolf, except for they don't actually shift. He is fully in wolf form at all times. They do go a little cray cray on the full moon, but it's mostly about fucking, from what I've (laughs) gathered in the book. Basically, they run into each other because she is trying to load up the wedding cake for the first, like, interspecies marriage, which is the mayor's daughter and a centaur. And she drops the lower tier because her helper was sick. And so he helps her clean it up because he's walking to work and everything. And they both really start to admire each other. And she decides to join the gym because she wants to see him more. It's cute. And he wags his tail every time he sees her. So, yeah. There's kind of a a little spark of the book. We got some author stuff. 
All right. Our author, Ashley Bennett, is something of a new girl on the block when it comes to writing romance. She started during COVID-19 and decided that she wanted to dip her toe in, as they say. Big fan of coffee candles, fall weather. So this is her season, right? (laughs) And she also is a fan of good alien romance, complete with fancy peens. This is a direct quote from her website. I did not slander this this fine human also she has a shopify with a lot of cool merch that references her books so you can get yourself a leviathan fitness tank top on her shopify so check it out um she's also got stickers and bags and sweatshirts and all kinds of things and of course she's got her books and smart for her books so that's fun too so yeah ashley bennett out here Combining pumping iron and pumping iron. (laughs) (laughs) That should be a direct quote. (laughs) (laughs) Now we can get into the book. We've done all of the admin stuff. Now we can just chit chat. Okay, let's chit chat about the book. So this book is about Atlas, our woven bro, and Tegan, this adorable bakery owner, and their meet cute on the street, as, as Danny described. What did you guys think of them as a couple? I thought they were pretty cute. They they fall for each other very quickly, as yeah. as it do, especially in werewolf shifter kind of romances. They usually are pretty like, bam, we love each other. It doesn't so much bother me in the shifter romances as much. I know I kind of harp on sometimes that I'm like, they took no time to get to know each other. But it, I don't know. It didn't bother me. This was cute. That was just the vibe of this book is cute. Yeah. I I mean, I'm a little more forgiving with this book. One, because like you said, it is a werewolf romance. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times when they're that faded mate Mm -hmm. situation, it happens very, very quickly. And which kind of makes sense, right? If you think about it from a biological standpoint. Yes. If the purpose of that is to get you to procreate, they want you to get together now. Yeah. I also am a little bit more forgiving because on top of that, this is a very short book. It is. It's a very short book. And I'm, not just like it's short because it's 150 some pages. I think my Kindle said it was 170. But I was like, in what world? I got, got through this book in like probably three hours of good effort. Yeah. So Goodreads says it's 182. But again, I don't know how that could be because I've read other books that Goodreads says is 182 and those books will take me like five-ish hours and this book took me, yeah, like two and a half-ish. Yeah, same. Um, Tentacles and Triathlons is I think like 200 is what my kennel said. So maybe they get a little longer as they go. But I did really enjoy the like cozy feel of this book. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, oh, it got a little spicy. I did not expect that. Well, and it jumped pretty quick. Yeah, to the yeah it did. It is a low stakes book, yes. right? So cozy, low stakes. Nothing world shattering is happening here, which means they, they have plenty of time for the fucking. It's true. And even lower stakes than in a normal lower stakes one like the stakes Mm -hmm. are they don't end up together that's the stakes yeah right i want to say the only like big obstacle which really isn't even portrayed as so much of an obstacle because they're like ah fuck you um is her brother is a little racist against monsters that he is also 
he comes in and is gone for a second. And that that's, I don't have a ton of gripes when it comes to this book. I actually genuinely felt like it did what it set out to do. Yeah. Yeah. Problem I, the two like moments I had were back to back. And I was like, the fuck? The entrance of the ex-girlfriend and the brother was very soap opera. Okay. Like yeah. we're a convenient plot device. Nothing more. Hello. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably should have just like cut the brother out. I understand. Yeah, it that. wasn't necessary. I understand the author probably wanted to set up the next book and get you interested in the brother's book. Yeah. But for him to just show up and be like, I'm worried. And like, that's, that's, yeah. that's his existence in this book. <laughs> yes. Well, and also the, the ex, when she shows up, it's like, it doesn't make sense that you're here. Like, it just doesn't make sense. You wouldn't just show up randomly to your ex's business conveniently a day after he starts dating somebody. Like It's not a day. It's like a week. Is it? Because that's the time the ex ex shows up? Yeah, it's like a week. Is it? Because, like, they're together for, like, two weeks before the full moon hits. And the ex shows up, like, two days before the full moon. um, I thought, no... I don't know. I thought that was the day after they fucked because she was sore. Maybe it was. I. That's what, like when I say this was a fast timeline, mine was like this was a week. This happened over a fucking week. Maybe I've gotten maybe I'm a little confused because I did read the second book as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. I'm just like, I'm pretty sure they did the deed. He was like, I still got to work out because my ex <laughs> is a bitch and she's convinced me I'm fat. And uh, she's like, for real, my guy? And he's like, for real? And then he has a fucking eight pack. I was like, ooh, I want to see. So weird question. It was the only thing that popped into my brain the first time they like described him. I was like, is his penis fuzzy? Uh, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think believe so. so. I don't. And this is before they had described him, his genitalia. Mm-hmm. It was just she's describing like the fur on his thighs and stuff. And I'm like. But is he all fuzzy? Uh, I did not enjoy the description of his penis because I, all I could envision is like an actual dog's penis. You, you were envisioning a little red rocket? And I was like, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. The tube of lipstick? Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> I, yeah, I spent a not unsubstantial amount of time ignoring the descriptions of him. A wolf's fur isn't that soft? You know, things like that where I was just like, if I think about this too much, I won't enjoy this book. Wolves don't condition. I'm sure he conditions the fuck out of his fur. I don't know. He does talk a lot about having to clean his fur, so he might be soft. I I guess. I guess. No, the, the other thing that had a hard time getting past with like the way he looked was the snout thing. I was like, it never goes away. It's always there. Yeah. You're always yeah. a wolf man. Always. Yeah. All I can picture is the people who like open mouth kiss their dogs, you know? <laughs> and I was like, I need to, to pretend you don't have a snout. It's not cute. I kind of like it. It's something different. I, you know, I genuinely enjoyed them as a couple, though. Like his mm-hmm. tail wagging made me so weirdly happy and fuzzy on the inside. And I'm like, I'm a dark and twisty person. And this is making me smile a lot. The other thing, and this was sort of my beef with our guy is uh is the claws thing like on one hand okay that was good and then also but also he's like i would like to uh go up the elevator if you will (laughs) and (laughs) 
<laughs> he's like, but not until I clip these claws. And then that bitch never does. He never gets those claws clipped. And I'm like, sir, you don't, you don't get to have an out. I mean, get them claws clipped. <laughs> in his defense, a lot goes on in that two weeks. I it's true. feel like he probably does because he moves in with her almost immediately. Yeah, he does. Into their little cabin. They get in very the woods. honeymoon level very quick, and it's gross. But <laughs> they get they're getting ready for the wedding in the second book. Yeah. Wow, that is quick. I mean, I get the whole faded mates thing, and conceptually, as a person who would be looking for a romantic relationship to, I think we've talked about this before, to just fall into one where the other person is like immediately fucking super into you and you're super into them and you know it for a fact, like nobody's lying about how into they are, how into each other they are. Like I get it, but it's like you change your whole life in two weeks? That's too much. Could not be me. No. No, me neither. Although I want that cabin in the woods. Her house? Yeah. I wanted more description of the house, if I'm being honest. I was like, oh, yeah? what? What's the outside look like? Oh, ooh, oh how many rooms does it have? I was going to say, like, <laughs> can I can I get like an in-depth does it have description a of my little cottage core dream, please? Oh, yeah, you tell me about that chimney. <laughs> I would love to live in a little cottage in the woods. That would be perfect for me. As somebody who hard tangent as somebody who grew up at least for a period of time in a little dinky ass town that could barely even be qualified as a town and you had to drive 10 to 15 minutes to get to town to like buy groceries or do anything it is far more of a pain in the ass like literally you could be at home ready to cook food and you're like oh shit i'm out of eggs well tough it's a fucking hour round trip to get eggs i don't want to that far out of town like my family we did live out in the country after I turned about 13. We built a house in the country, but it only took about 15 minutes to get to to town. That's still too much. I like convenience. The only thing, the time that it actually really annoyed me is because, like I said, we moved out there when I was 13. Well, guess what you can't do when you're 13? Poop. Drive. Drive. I so like if better. if you can definitely poop when you're 13, <laughs> I had no, the you ability to get your to poop poops, at 13. You gotta get the pooping license. <laughs> so you guys loved her house. How did you guys feel about his house and all of the fucking baggage that came with it? I, I would be like, bro, are you complaining about being rich? Yes, <laughs> I mean. Face? Yeah, absolutely. He needs to chill out on the fact that because I mean he's wealthy. He is. But I understand not liking living in a place that reminds you of all of a bad place and everything. Also, that seemed very sterilized and, a, you know, just the decor and everything seemed very stark and modern, which I is not my jam. Yeah, but he could have redecorated. Yeah. He could have, yeah. You know, I feel like that's, that's some sad sack shit. Like, <laughs> I'm mean, just going to mope in this house that most people couldn't dream of affording and be like, and this said because this house isn't my style. Bitch, fix it up then. Fix it up. Some of us can't make a goddamn down payment <laughs> and therefore have to live in a fucking apartment. Not not me. I'm it's not I'm not this is not a personal uh-huh. gripe. Yeah, it's not a personal gripe at all. It's not me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, like I'm sorry. If you have the kitchen is what pissed me off. He's like, oh, I have this big old house. Like, I could see being like, this house is too big for me, and mm-hmm. I feel very alone in it. Yeah. But yeah. like, bruh, 
You have a regulation kitchen. Like a full chef's kitchen. Fuck off. You know what makes me feel better? Food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he had a lot of shame around food. He did. It's true. He needed to unpack that shit. There, there's just a lot of baggage that his ex left him with in general. Uh, talking about food, this is such a minor thing, but it comes up in so many books and it drives me insane where there is a date and there is dinner usually involved and they like, oh man, I ate so much food. I had so much pasta. I ate so much this. And then immediately they go to the sex and I'm like, nay, nay, good sir. I need to process yeah, all of my food, baby. You're gonna be farting sex. a lot during that. You're sex. gonna be farting a lot during that sex. Yeah, <laughs> especially something as heavy as pasta. That's why, as soon as she said her favorite di- dish was shrimp scampi, and he was gonna make it for her, I'm like, well, then you ain't having sex tonight. Which they did, and I still am like, Mm-mm. that's the magic of no. a romance novel, I guess, is that you don't get bloated, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just like all of the the jiggling of all of that stuff in my belly. No, thank you. And, but they did play with frosting. They did? For like a hot second. Yeah. yeah, they really like built it up. And I was like, oh, like how oh. long is this? What are oh. we doing? Oh, what are we oh. doing with frosting? Like you said you wanted to use all that frosting. You did not. There's no way. There's no way you used all the frosting. She Liar. just put it on his knot and that was it. He put it on her nips. Oh, that's yeah. true. Down her stomach. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Still, there's a lot. He, she had two bags. Have I seen? Also, I gotta say, Tegan is very forward with what very. she wants in the sexy times. Mm-hmm. Although her, 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 I gotta say, girl, you inspired me. We can just put chocolate all over a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, she was the one who was like, "All right, workout over, pants down." Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, I greatly appreciate the fact that she, you know, was very forward with what she wanted and everything. However, I don't know that I would be willing to suck someone off in the middle of a gym. I also have a a, a gripe about that. She describes other partners she's been with, implying humans, mm-hmm. right? That their semen is bleach-like. I, I noted that and I was like, what the that's a, fuck? That's actually a pretty common description. I've clearly not been... Sucking that dick. <laughs> I'm just saying like that comes up a lot in books at the very least. It might be one of those things where it's a description that has just been perpetuated from book to book to book. It's true. I am I can't say I've ever had any that tastes like bleach. <laughs> I don't focus on what they taste like because they don't taste good, no matter what how many romance novels try to tell you that it tastes good. It doesn't. Dude, they need to find a way to make semen taste like chocolate. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yep. Um, they gotta make a pill for that, right? Come on. Like, listen, how many erectile dif- dysfunction like pills are out there? Just make one of them make their dicks taste like chocolate. How hard is that? Come on, go the extra mile. As long as we don't have the impulse to bite them. Sacrifices have to be made. <laughs> that would be traumatizing for everybody involved. Yeah, yeah, it would. Could yes, you imagine... All of the blood spewing into your say, face. I just, I just picture, you know, like when you try to bite a piece of meat and it's too tough to get through. Uh-huh. See, and what I'm picturing is like when Ozzy bit the bat. Because um, <laughs> that was, I don't know if you guys know this. It was a complete and utter accident. He thought it was a fucking Halloween decoration, but it was a live bat. 
Anyway, let's promptly move past that <laughs> uh, to a different topic. <clears throat> what topic would you like to talk about, Liz? I, I have a good one. Okay, go for it. You know, we bitch a lot about people not having friends. She has friends. She does have friends. Friends are good. They mattered mm-hmm. a little bit. I mean, it was a very short book, so they didn't have time to matter. They do much. come in into the second book as well. That's good. One line that I did really enjoy was, we don't like men who receive but don't give. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. This is facts. Her like, friends were very over the top. They were. The The relationship with her mother, however, is a little like, you're going to call your mom and talk about who you having sex with? It's certainly not my relationship. Well, I think that she was trying to talk about like an actual relationship, not like, hey, I'm fucking this, this woven guy. I don't know. Her mom asked her to take a picture. Of his butt. sounds innuendo-y. <laughs> I think she was kind of just trying to ga- gauge her mother's reaction to the fact that m- maybe they were mates. I'm just saying it's giving, I'm not a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. It's giving that energy. Meh. Some moms are cool. Not, I mean, some some people have that relationship with their parents. It's true. It's, it's a real thing, even though we don't. Maybe. I have... Not to that degree, but I have a good relationship with my mother. I can talk to my mother about a lot of things. We do not move into those kind of realms. Well, that's what I, I'm not saying good or bad relationships. Yeah. So people just talk about that kind of stuff with yeah. their, their family. I understand that I'm the odd man out, but like I do not even do that with you guys. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we know. Um, it's fine. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> anyway, uh, I liked her mom, though, because her too. mom could have easily been the stereotypical speciesist or racist, whatever, yeah. parent. And her mom was just like, hey, that's cool. She's reminding me of like a hippie mom from what, you know, sitcoms and shit. Yeah, she's got strong like art teacher energy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say, so I, I, I'm pulling a Liz because I read the second book. Her dad is an asshole. Oh, goody. Big asshole. He's dead. But like you get flashbacks of when her brother was a kid and like he made him go camping with him every every month and stuff. And he's an ass. Mm. I'm like, okay. Tegan definitely didn't get anything from you because she's a kind soul. She kind of, I don't know about this, she kind of has a misleading personality. Like she definitely gives off this, I'm a naive farmer's daughter energy <laughs> that's what i was expecting yeah i was expecting that and that's not what i got no which i'm okay with she said listen i know i've known you for 36 hours but drop chow my guy yeah in this gym i kind of like that, that cameras right now <laughs> i like the like sunshine people that have the like a little bit darker a little bit you know, raunchy side. I like that kind of character. Well, I like the idea of bulldozing over stereotypes and saying mm-hmm. like, it's totally okay for the the man to be shy and unsure and the woman to be like, listen, I like you. You like me. Let's do the thing. Yeah, absolutely. I also really enjoyed the fact that like, it wasn't a man trying to fix her insecurities or anything it was her trying to help him through his Mm -hmm. because she like doesn't have that many insecurities like she's a little insecure about her body and to a degree but not really like she likes who she is well and i think that was something maybe 
there could have been a little bit more in the book is her talking him through how she overcame her insecurities and accepted her mm-hmm. body because that's where he is. That's why he yeah. works out every day at 4 a.m. Yes. Which sounds terrible. Ew. Gross. I'm sorry. If somebody, if some train, I don't care how cute you are. I don't give no fucks how cute you are. If you tell me, hey, I'll train you every day at 4 a.m., I'll be like, <laughs> go sorry, fuck yourself. Bro. I'm saying fat. You can't, you can't, you can't look cute enough for me to do that. Nope. Oh, I think it's like the second chapter of the book or something like that where he's like, 4 a.m. might seem obscene to some people. And I'm like, it is obscene, sir. It, it is. is obscene. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's not a single thing I care about enough to get up and work my ass off at four in the morning. Mm-mm. I have to go hunting. Mm-mm, but usually that, that is like five, not four. I have no desire to kill Bambi anyway, but like I really, if you told me I had to get up at 4 a.m. to go do it, I'd be like, you are confused. It's really <laughs> tasty. That's the only reason that my dad can get me up to go hunting at 5 a.m. Getting us back on track. Yes. I don't just enjoy that she was the one who was comforting or coaching him through the process of finding a way to like your body, even if society doesn't. Mm -hmm. I also like the way that she describes her body. Mm -hmm. So, so she says, um, I caught a glimpse of my naked body in the mirror before pulling on my dress. My breasts were substantial with light pink nipples and delicate streaks of white stretch marks. My waist was soft and round with wide and thick thighs that rubbed together when I walked. Also complete with bands of stretch marks. Girl same. Uh, It (laughs) wasn't a perfect body, not by conventional beauty standards, but I loved and appreciated it. Loved and appreciated all of the things that it allowed me to do. It was strong, healthy, and it obviously called to the desires of an attractive wolf man. And I was like, see, like that's mm-hmm. that's how you write plus size women without making it a thing of oh well, she she really just would rather be a thin woman. And yeah. it's like Yeah, no. Fuck off with that shit. I'm so tired of reading like so I'm I'm reading this other book. I won't name it right now because I'll probably be done with it next week and we'll be able to give you a final review of it. Yeah. But it's I started out fucking loving it. I was like, this is so funny. Like, I haven't laughed this much at a book in a really long time. And then it, like, got very fat phobic. And oh. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and, and she's not even, like, I don't think she's even, like, above a size 10 or something. So it's kind of like that Devil Wears Prada thing where it's like, oh, you're size eight, like (laughs) that kind of thing. And I just wish more authors, like if you're going to write about somebody's weight, it's okay for them to not be happy with it. But that doesn't mean you have to like write them as being just full of self-loathing. Yeah. Yeah, I did appreciate that. Well, and the other thing is, is she doesn't mention that she's a plus size person mm-hmm. all of the time, which is kind of my gripe with some, um, mm-hmm. some books when it comes to the main female character being plus size is they mention it all the fucking time. Whereas in this one, she, she really didn't like she mentioned that she has stretch marks that, you know, she's a little bigger and everything. But that's like one of the only times that it's mentioned in the entire book. And then... um he never comments on it or anything. He just constantly saying how gorgeous she is, you he know, is so in love with her body, which I like it as a 
larger woman. Mm-hmm. It's so great to to like read somebody kind of like worship curves and worship softness and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was oh God. Alice was so fucking cute. I'm sorry, but this boy, this man, he was a big old cutie pie. He is a big old cutie. The tail every time. The thump, 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 thump thing got me every single time. I'm like, oh, he's happy to see her. Yeah. Well, and I, I think we've I think we've got enough media that exists that like tears down us voluptuous ladies. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm here for the shit that's like, hey, listen, you're fucking hot. I'm like, I will gobble that shit up. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you could just put it on the front of the book. He thinks that the plus side girl plus size girl is hot and i'd be like <laughs> buying it thank you <laughs> i'm in well and i do like that she's not the one who has dysphoria body mm-hmm. dysphoria he does right mm-hmm. well okay so i i've never I can't, well okay so i can't say never but i've not experienced this phenomenon at the rate that is described online but mm-hmm. apparently it's like a very common thing for gym bros to be into plus size girls um, from what I've heard as well online, yes, absolutely. Damn, yeah. we need to get you guys some gym memberships. <laughs> we need to get wigging the gym membership. I, I don't will not want be a relationship. Yeah, but you got a wingman. You got a wingman. You just want to get me fucked? Oh, no. Wingman for her. <laughs> oh. You wingman her. I'm a terrible wingwoman. Damn it. I'm a great one. All right, I'm in. I'll get you both <laughs> fucked. <laughs> This is how we start our bodybuilding careers right now. <laughs> I, I like, I am constantly. It's all in the name of getting us fucked. Like, getting me to, like, talk to some random person. I'm just like, I would like to evaporate into the floor, floor, please. Oh, I also hate it. But if I, if the focus is not about me and I am just, like, there to be a vehicle for them to pay attention to somebody else, that's fine. Like, I can do that. I'm anyway. so awkward. I'm just like. I'm sorry, you're talking to me? Why are you talking to me? You're not somebody of my people. You're not one of my peoples. Go away. <laughs> you're so I, pleasant. I know. <laughs> I I will say, I don't know how Tegan managed to, like, she was just, like, on it. Like, she also kind of had that anxiety about flirting. She was like, I don't know, guys. Right. seems pretty fucking weird. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I'm with you. We're, we're simpatico. And then she was like, ah, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And I was like, this is where our paths diverge. <laughs> right. <laughs> I did like the the texting. Oh, um, I loved the bits. texting. Because yes. it, it also felt very real of, like, wait a minute. Is, it, is he flirting? Am I flirting? What? How is? What's happening? Why yes. are there so many emojis? What do they mean? One hundred percent. Oh, I love emojis. It's I like, never use them. I always laugh because like people send you know like the little acronyms or whatever that I should as a millennial. I grew. I did have a cell phone like starting in high school and everything. I should understand the little things. I do not. You mean like ATM, LOL. Well, LOL, I understand. But uh, pretty much any other one, I'm like, oh, no, I don't know what that means. So when we were in college, for some reason, the phrase was do it for the lulls. Do it for the lulls. And my dumb ass thought that it was not the LOLs, but was in fact the lulls in conversation. (laughs) Oh my god! I love you so much. I was like, 
Because I was like, oh, so that you don't have lulls in conversation. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, I like that that phrase was essentially our version of YOLO before YOLO existed. It's true. It's true. Oh, man. But yeah, like I don't understand those at all. And it's gotten me in trouble before because I'm like, what does that mean? Just Google it. I, d- I do. Sometimes, though, the Google doesn't know either. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's talk about our wolf guy, his friends. Atlas? Oh, which friend? Well, so this is why I, I need to bring it up because mm-hmm. it's it bothers me. Mm-hmm. So Fallon, mm-hmm. what animal is he? He is He's a, a griffin. griffin. Oh, sorry, that didn't, obviously didn't answer the question. No, it it suddenly things have all clicked into place. Oh, okay. I was picturing a chicken. You were. That's because Atlas calls him a chicken. He calls right. him a chicken all the time. Um. So when I read, uh, you can't be here. Fallon stepped closer, and he furred the tip of his feline tail, thrashing from side to side in agitation. I was like, "How the fuck is a chicken doing this?" <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. No, he's a griffin. Although, like, yes, he's a griffin, but for some reason, my brain was like Aarakocra. Uh, that's yeah. My brain envisions an Aarakocra as well. I just pictured like a really big chicken, <laughs> like legitimately the head movements. Of a Did you envision chicken. a crest and everything? Yeah, <laughs> like literally a fucking chicken. And, would, oh, and, no. uh, and then my second gripe was going to be like, you know, male chickens are fucking roosters, right? Why are you calling him a chicken? Because <laughs> he was trying to be insulting. So, yeah, I had a different reading experience of that character. (laughs) (laughs) I took the wolf man at his word. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I retract my gripe then. Okay. (laughs) You no longer have a problem with him. Now it all makes sense. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) I love Fallon. He cracks me up. He is heavily involved in the second book because he is the roommate of the kraken i think the fourth book is also his book Mm. yeah it's called griffin and gains nice i bet it's a lot sexier with a griffin than a chicken (laughs) i'm sure it is (laughs) i what what was the name of the orc bro because i wanted more of him in the book kale yeah i read it as Kale. kale i read it as kale as well yeah I don't know why. I think I, I think I might have a thing for orcs in books. Mm-hmm. And I haven't read an orc book before, and I know I need to get on it. But the more that they show up in these these monster books, I'm like, maybe I like orcs. Is the third Is book it- his? No. No. I know no. it's a centaur thing, I think. It's the Minotaur lady. Minotaur. Okay. Is, uh, is maybe, and hear me out, is maybe you're thinking about orcs slightly a little bit critical role related. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe possible if they all can sound like <laughs> Travis from Critical Role, then yeah, it'd be great. I mean, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Why you gotta call me out that like that, Wigs? <laughs> um, just, just hypothesizing. That's all. I'm not suggesting anything. <laughs> you insult me quieter, goddammit. <laughs> Can I say my one gripe about this book? Yeah. And not like the nitpicky, like, oh, this like tiny little moment. Maybe I had thoughts about how they could have so much sex after so much pasta. I don't think it's possible comfortably. But well, because it's not. No, 
No. Anyway, my major gripe is just that the writing was a bit juvenile or fan fiction-y. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. I do think that contributes to the cozy feeling a little bit, but I understand what you're also saying. I'm, I think that you and I are kind of talking about the same thing when I say that, like, some of it felt very soap opera-y. Mm-hmm. It's like the when the ex shows up, I, I know I have, in fact, read that verbatim in a fan fiction before. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Of just like, the, I'm going to show up and I'm going to deliver all of this plot and I'm just there for you to hate me. And it's like, my gripe with that is that there were so many other ways that you could have delivered the same information and not have it be so used and abused and, and like turn her into a two-dimensional character. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the other thing that could have happened is bring her in as the, like, I know there's not like a major villain in this one. It's much more cozy than that. But if you turned it around and she came back and caused an issue right. later on, right. that maybe would make it a little less soap opera-y. Yeah. Like, maybe she's there because they have not split assets appropriately and she wants to take the gym right honestly that's what i've that's what my first thought was too is and i was thinking this the entire time he was describing this house i was like what situation were you guys in when you bought this house because Mm -hmm. it might there might be some questionable like ownership things here right yeah and okay so i'm i'm also just really tired of the my ex is crazy trope. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm kind of done with that. Was, was she crazy or did you make her crazy? Because yes, you seem like a very nice guy, but I've also known a lot of people who seem very nice on the outside and on the inside are manipulative as fuck. I don't know. If an ex shows up like that gun ho that I, I want to fuck your shit up. I'm kind of like, that's a little bit of a red flag for me. Well, it is, but also, like, I have known people's relationships where one person acts yeah, like that. That is also yeah. true. That is also true. But then you kind of go, okay, you picked that. Mm-hmm. Why are you picking me? Because clearly you're not following your type with one of us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I suppose. I mean, on the other side of that, she was a woven. True. So, I mean, this is the first human he's dated. Mm. Did they say in the book how long he and the ex whose name I don't remember were together? I feel like it w- was, I know that they've been broken up six months. He says yeah. that a couple times. Yeah. But it feels like he was under her thumb for a while. Yeah. I want to I mean, say she at did least a, a couple lot of years. emotional damage. Yeah. And they bought, I mean, I, I get the impression he flat out bought the house. She didn't yeah. have anything to do with the purchase of anything. I think that's why he got to keep everything because she didn't have anything to do with the actual purchase. He purchased it to be what she wanted. But it takes quite a while to emotionally abuse somebody to the extent that he was. Well, he did have some of the body dysmorphia, dysmorphia, excuse me, from his childhood, what he he said. So she could easily have just manipulated that more. Yeah, and made it worse. Also, um, if you've been together for years and you have that much baggage, six months might not be enough time. True. To chill off. Again, this is not uncommon for that faded mate trope. Right? Yeah, that where is it true. Just, that it is melts where I, everything I else away. Lose a little bit of my gripe on that one yeah. because the faded mates, I do kind of forgive a lot of that like quickness stuff because 
if it is a biological thing, which in most like shifter romances, werewolf romances and stuff, it is portrayed as being an actual biological part of their existence. It's not just like a feeling. Well, and this one follows the Omegaverse. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, it's he never calls her Omega. She never calls him Alpha. But yeah. it's implied, right? Yeah. And so Which is shocking to me because I don't I don't normally like the Omega verse anything. I've I've read a few things that I'm okay with. It really just comes down to how like excessive it is into the like alpha, beta, luna stuff. Yeah, I've I've definitely read some ones that I was like, the fuck did I just read? And absolutely like I I stopped. It was done. I'm done. I mean, it did it did throw me off on the first of the Stay of Spell series. The name of the wolf, because they're like two souls in one body kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The name of the main character's wolf is Alpha. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Are we going down this road? <laughs> um, and the, you kind of do, but it's slightly different. It's also done in a lot of fun. Like, it's almost yeah. making fun of it. Yeah. yeah. See, and I like, I have, I, I kind of like the, like, I'm an alpha male thing when it comes to like shifter romances and everything. It's just when it gets to like a certain level that I'm like, and I'm done. No more. My biggest gripe with that, and I, this bothers me every fucking time, is somehow they are always the most alpha. Yeah. You know, like, they're like, I'm the alpha of the most powerful pack in the country. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I am the, like, king alpha. (laughs) It's like, it's just so cringy. Uh, Like, anytime somebody needs to call themselves the most of anything or the best of anything, I'm like, nope, I'm out. Like, it just immediately tells me that there's something about you that isn't great. Yeah. Getting back to this book, though. Since we're on the like alpha shiftery stuff, mm-hmm. what did you guys think of that full moon scene? Oh, I liked the full moon scene. I wanted more. I wanted more. I think I was that's like, my gripe with it. Yes, yeah. is that it, they they teased us a bit, if you will. The chasing. I was like, oh, hello, yay. Mm-hmm. I do feel like some of the sex scenes in this. I was like, you got to ramp it up, man. Like, you started strong Mm -hmm. in the gym Mm -hmm. with the Mm -hmm. blowjob scene. And Mm -hmm. then I'm like, you got to keep building. And that full moon scene, I was like, give me more. Yeah, I wanted it to be. afraid. Give me more. I wanted it to be longer. I do really, I did really appreciate the the fact that he was concerned for her safety because he wasn't sure how he would react under the full moon. And so, Mm -hmm. like, made precautions. Well, and also... There is the mate thing, which they were both kind of like, especially him, kind of unsure Mm -hmm. about. But also she's human. Yeah. Right? Like, you can go to town maybe on another wolven, but you don't know. Yeah, you don't know how how much you're going to hurt her or anything. So, like, I did really appreciate the fact that while he didn't think he was going to hurt her, he did not take it out of the possibilities and took precautions by having his friends there with an earshot not watching he made that very specific not watching and they gave her a safe word so that she could call it off at any moment and they would come and stop i just think if i was that friend while i would understand and probably yes do the like i don't know bodyguard stand watch thing i would be like afterwards i'd go man 
you fucking owe me big. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Although uh, Fallon's apparently a bit of a voyeur. So. Yeah. Yes, he is. So he was probably like, yeah, yeah. this is going in the spank bank for later. <laughs> Fallon's kind of a fuck boy. Yeah. He is. Which makes, once again, makes more sense as a griffin than as a chicken. <laughs> Indeed, it, it does. <laughs> I was just like, why is there a pervy chicken in this story? <laughs> yeah two different experiences that's all i'm saying (laughs) so one thing i want to talk about Mm -hmm. is how it seems like it's impossible for atlas to ever just not have a heart on like throughout this entire book he's like she looked at me boing she sighed boing she ate food boing like <laughs> he's just constantly popping boners throughout the entire book doesn't I, I they didn't say it in the book but isn't that a pretty common thing with the faded mate trope yeah it is uh, they some books don't mention it very often but others are like well she sighed in my direction I now have a boner. And if you're wearing fucking gym shorts. Oh, yeah. That thing is on. It's Earl display. Well, one he point, tucks it he into tuck- his waistband. Yes. And I'm like, that can't feel good. No. <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like I know. But that's the second he good. said it, I was like, I don't. I feel like I feel that, like that would that be would like chafe. pulling your sweatpants up over your titties. <laughs> I was thinking more of like a, um, is it is a dancer's belt is what it's called. The things that the boys would have to wear in the theater <laughs> to hold to hide the junk. <laughs> <laughs> Something I never needed to be reminded of. Oh, God damn. But yeah, I mean, like he says, my dick was hard. Watching her eat did things for me. <laughs> I was like, bro, can a girl just like exist? My God. <laughs> hey, when you got hey, it bad, you got it bad. I guess. They're still in their honeymoon phase. They're, they're in their beginning to know each other face. Yeah. Sometimes and she sucked his dick in a gym. I have, I, I do have one other gripe. Yes. Yeah. And it's a minor one, but it's still, like, it's still, I was like, no, no. He, he says, he, like, is talking about what she's wearing. I think this is in the full moon scene. Um, And he's like, t- he describes her as wearing a bralette. And I was like, no. There's not a man on this planet who could tell the difference between a bra and a bralette. I don't believe it for one goddamn second. I half the time can't tell the difference between those two things. I was, yeah, same. Yeah, I was And like, I own one. <laughs> no. Like, if it wasn't from his perspective, it would be fine. But like, no, 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 sir. No, there's no way. There's no way you can tell. Mm-mm. Isn't she also like well endowed up yes. top? Yeah. So bralettes do not work for us well endowed people. Well, they call them bralettes, but they're really what normal people are like calling a bra. So in my mind, I think maybe he just doesn't know what he's talking about. And she wasn't wearing a bralette. I, well, I just, where did the the word, the thought come to him, bralette? This must be a bralette. You know, <laughs> there's women in the gym, too. It's they true. could be talking about he shit. He has female friends. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, ch- challenge accepted then. Uh, next time we see the guys, ask them if they know what a bralette is. Done. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a question on the note of boobs. Um, yeah. They described his ex, who was a wolven, as having nice titties. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't know why, but my brain says no to that. Do you not like the thought of fuzzy titties? No, I just like it. It reminds me too much of the classic. Oh, let's just slap boobs on anything when we're talking about characters, like whether in video games or anime or whatever. And I'm like, that's why would she have memo? Like, I mean, she's still memo, but like, why would she have big old titties? Well, and why would she have humanoid single set titties? Why would she not have several? Well, he doesn't have multiple sets of nipples either. Right. And it could just be. Well, that's how their monster forms are. He but I don't have know nipples why. at all, should he? Yeah. Male wolves have nipples, Wiggs. Yeah. They do? Yes. For do, do Male we... dogs also have nipples. They so have do nipples? male cats. So do male cats. Why? <laughs> why do men have nipples, Wiggs? I don't know. <laughs> I've just never thought about it until this moment. And now I've got to process something. <laughs> 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 literally never put any thought behind whether or not animals that have nipples mammals have nipples well yeah it makes sense for for female animals to have nipples <laughs> why would why would humans be the only mammals that the males had nipples we do a lot of weird shit like walk on two feet <laughs> okay I'm not laughing uh, at you. I understand why I mean, this would never be something sense. that would come up in your brain. Male monkeys have nipples. Yes, I'm more do. laughing at how outraged you are at this. <laughs> yes, you are. You are incensed about the fact that, that I don't know why this is a thing. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I can attest that male dogs have nipples. I've only ever had male dogs. I don't know why this is registering for me right now. Okay, um, well, how about we just move past it, huh? Yeah. All right. Things you learned at nearly 36. I am turning 35. Oh, that's right. I'm so sorry. I'm old. Yeah. Tell you that, Danny. I hurt myself entirely there. I think we hit all of my major notes here. So. What about you, Wiggs? Most importantly, why does the woman have human? Why does the woman human person have the human titties? (laughs) Why do titties on the the thing? Why does he have abs? It doesn't make sense. The math ain't mathin'. Well, I mean, he is a bipedal creature, so he probably would have abs. I just, whenever we start talking about humanoids, I get confused. (laughs) And I think that's been made abundantly clear throughout this podcast. I don't get it. I don't understand. Why are they like this? My least favorite is when there is like a snake person. And, like, it's all snake, but they still have titties. And I'm like, that is a reptilian. They ain't got no titties. Yeah, I don't like that either. I'm like, mm, no, that's not how that works. That's the patriarchy, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're going to have somebody with, like, a, a human up, like, torso up, Sure, then fine. they have titties. They have titties. That's uh, completely understandable. And then the snake bottom, bit of a waist, but you, fine. But sorry. which part's the waist? The snake bottom? But, uh, yeah. They still have a slit where things go in or come out, depending on which sex they are. I don't like the word slit. (laughs) Okay, but I just, I just edited ensnared, and you literally said the words, punch him in the slit. Yep, that's correct. You said that in that one? You also said it in the fucking 
uh, a soul to keep about punching in the in the seam. Apparently, they need to get it up <laughs> and in. Up and in. Up and Grab in. and twist. That's literally what you said is I'm going to punch him in the slit, go up and in. And that's I I listened to it like four times while editing and died <laughs> a little inside while laughing. Listen, 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 listen and learn. Apparently we need to protect the slits from the, <laughs> the wiggles. You hear that? If you're out there, make sure you got you got your slip protected. <laughs> Wiggles is just punching. Put that chastity <laughs> belt on, boys. <laughs> Wiggles is coming for you. <laughs> I I only have two other potential notes, Danny. Go for it. Okay. So I thought that the dirty talk was pretty good. Yeah, but anytime someone's anytime something like this, it's not specific to this book. It's just like anytime it shows up in any book. I don't even want to say it. God damn it! You're such a little monster fucker, baby. I'm like instantly pulled out, just sucked immediately oh, out. See, never mo- it never bothers me. It didn't bother me, but I didn't like. It wasn't like the phrase for me. It was just like, okay, that exists. My exact response was, well, not with that attitude, sir. <laughs> I won't be. You will not like the second book then because it's said often because he also is getting over prejudices and stuff. I don't know why. Can't do that kind of shit. Also, the this, it's not in this book, but like in some of them where I think it was like in the himbo where they were like, come slut. I was like, anytime I hear that, I'm immediately grossed out. Like just the mm, no. See, and I'm not, but maybe I have a little bit of a degradation thing. It's to each their own. It's just not for me. And then, of course, we must end with all that tail, none of that action. What is he going to do a with a fluffy tail? tail? I don't know. Figure you can't it out. do anything with that. Um, listen, if people can use feather dusters for sex, you can you can figure out how to use a fluffy tail. That's all I'm saying. Valid, but like the normal tail action that we be talking about is like a prehensile tail. Yeah, and smooth and not furry. I'm just saying. So it is what it is. Let's roll back this comment about feather dusters. All right. So feather dusters are typically used to like tickle and stuff, especially like if the woman receiving like either like the chest or the downstairs region. Mm -hmm. So you want this fucking woven man to back his ass up. (laughs) And fucking wag his tail on her titties. That it's like thumping on things. He could just pull it over. (laughs) (laughs) Can't pull it over. It's not like down to his fucking knees. I don't know. It's not that long. Like it's you know it's it's like an arm. It's like an appendage out there. You can't. He can't control it. It's not prehensile. Yeah, he doesn't control his tail. Lots of personal problems. (laughs) Oh, okay. Alrighty then. Listen, I don't know. I don't, like you invited me into this world of madness and expected me to stay sane, and that was your mistake. I just love how you latch on so hard to things that are not important. No, like physiologically possible. Um, or you're just you know really upset with how somebody's dick looks because you're like, where's it gonna go? Upset with how the dick looks. <laughs> But then when we explain to you how how he can't do that with his tail, you're Listen. like, uh-uh, he can. No, <laughs> like, no, he can't. He cannot Listen. do it. Listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna make me continue <laughs> to read about monsters, 
and their weird fucking anatomy that don't make no sense. You're going to ca- continue to have these questions. In our defense, we have more monsters right now because Halloween. Mm-hmm. Although, admittedly, this one will be coming out long after Halloween, won't it? Mid-November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fine. You just have to, like, deal with the questions, comments, and concerns. I, I love the questions, comments, and concerns. I have a lot of concerns, but uh, I've talked about those <laughs> at Ignacio. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I think because it is going to be a series, it is a series so far and everything, I think there is the potential for some pretty good world, world building within it. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of questions I had about the monsters and the universe and the everything. And mm-hmm. we just didn't talk about it or like the author didn't talk about it in the book. And so I just accepted that I wouldn't have no idea what this world is. I'm not. I mean, she didn't do a whole lot of like sussing out more of it in the second book. But I will say that there is the, the potential there for some from for some decent world building and everything. And they do. She does have the involvement of like. Tegan, you find out in the next book that like Tegan's best friend is um, the sister of a guy that Reese works with mm-hmm. and that, you know, the main male character, um, Cy, um, who is Reese's love interest, is roommates with Kai. And so it's, you know, it's kind of one of those, at least, you know, they're, they're all kind of intermixed into each other. And I always kind of like that situation. All right, well, let's just go ahead and uh, get our sexy ratings out of the way. Danny. I'm going to go with a three. I liked the sexiness. I could have done with more on the full moon scene. They kind of hyped that up a little bit more, but then like didn't give me all of the cake. (laughs) I was a little upset about it, but I did that. The sexy that they gave us was good. Mm hmm. And well-written, and yeah. Liz? I really got to go back and see what I've rated other things, because I feel like my initial reaction was to say 2.5, and that's just because I like, I want more description. I want you to build it up. I want you to, like, you know, go through the motions of telling me all of the things. So I think I'll stick with a 2.5. Um, yeah. What you got, Wigs? I think I'll agree with Danny at a three. It's, you know, it's got some spice, but it's not like the craziest of spice that we've read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's also mostly spice. That is true. So, yeah. you know, do with that what you will. What about your romance rating then? Mm, Eddie says a four. Eddie says a four. Okay. Well, Danny says a four, actually. I really li- I liked their relationship. I thought they were cute. I was going to say a 3.5, so very close. Mm-hmm. Overall. What you got for your overall? I gave it a 4. I liked the cozy, easy read of it, too. I Sometimes I really like just like a short little easy, happy read where everybody gets an orgasm and a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> you get an orgasm. You get an orgasm. Uh, I gave it a 3. Uh, I feel like it's pretty solidly at a three for me like and it's a good three but i wanted it more fleshed out Mm -hmm. and i wanted i wanted the world to be a little bit more not just because i say it is i wanted it to have a reason and ultimately some of the writing like we kind of talked about it was just really chunky and and 
it, it could have been cleaner. I also gave it a three and basically for the same exact reasons that you did, Wigs. So I won't reiterate it. <laughs> I was feeling cute. <laughs> no, like it, it's definitely a book where if you want kind of that quick hit of like cute and spicy and a little monstery, then mm-hmm. this would be great for you. It was definitely far spicier than I thought this book was going to be. I was thinking mm-hmm. like a cute little happy fun read and then it, it got spicy quick for a second there. I was like, oh, oh, all right. You guys told me that this was not going to be spicy and I was like 10% in and I almost wanted to text you and say, you lie. You lie so much to me. <laughs> but anyway, that leads us to recommendations. Who's got one? Um, So I will definitely say Legends and Lattes. It, Legends and Lattes is not spicy, but it has the like happy fun time chillness of it. And then it, I know it's a bit of a cop out, but Tentacles and Triathlons, the second book in this series, which I highly recommend. So I don't have a great recommendation for this that like checks off all the boxes or anything. So I'm just going to recommend one that kind of is related um, in that there there's a shifter romance thing. Although I guess he's not a shifter. He just is a wolf man. Yeah. But whatever. And then uh, the book that I'm going to recommend is Not Your Ex's Hexes, which is the sequel to uh, Not the Witch You Wed, um, which we talked about that's mm-hmm. our first episode so um it's very fun i almost liked it even more than uh not the witch you wed which is pretty rare that the sequel is like hey hmm. god damn i'm really thinking i like that one more um so yeah that's what i got i'm surprised that you're not recommending the first in the stasel series maybe you should i already got my recommendations i got two already well i already made my recommendations so <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, my recommendations are first, the book Ensnared by the Werewolf by Lillian Lark. That is a novella. So if you thought this was short, that is even shorter. But it's about a wolf, werewolf, excuse me, who is trapped in this half shifter state. So he looks pretty much exactly like the, the main character in this book here, our Atlas bro. And he goes to a witch to try to get the curse broken and they get it down. They get together, as you can imagine. So it's super short. I think it's like 80 some pages or something like that. But I do love Lillian Lark. Uh, And then this time I get to have the weird wacky recommendation. Ooh. My second recommendation is actually a video game. And it's called Monster Prom, which is a dating sim video game. Uh, I know you can get it on Switch and Steam. I don't know about any other consoles. And it is this... (sighs) It's set in a high school, but it's very clearly stated that nobody is high school aged because um, they couldn't be and get away with some of the shit that they have in there because they talk about all sorts of raunchy stuff. You don't see anything, but they talk about like drugs and like murdering people and then getting down. But it's really funny. Like it, it, it's it's all done in this super funny way. Uh, and the wolf man that you can date in it is kind of a himbo. So... Nice. There you go. All right. All righty then. So here we are at the end again. <laughs> so if you liked this episode, you can find us out on the socials at Wrong Dust Jackets, uh, primarily on Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest. Or you can just go to our website at wrongdustjackets.com. Please give us a like, give us a review, a rating, send us your thoughts and your comments. We'd love to hear from you or even get some recommendations from you. 
That's all I got, folks. Bye now. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thank you.